Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6 this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I want you to just kind of hold your place there this morning. That's where we're going to land at today on our, on our, our sermon this morning. Um, I read a story I want to share with you this week I thought was really funny. It says this. It says, I heard of one family who had some visitors coming over to lunch, and they wanted to show, uh, they wanted to show off to their visitors how well that they had brought up their children and how well that their children knew how to pray. So when it came to lunch, they said to their son, Johnny, Johnny, why don't you pray? Johnny looked embarrassed and said, I can't. So the mother just whispered to him, Johnny, just say what your daddy said at breakfast this morning. So he shut his eyes and he said this. He said, oh God. And there was a pause. And then he says, why do we have to have these awful people over for lunch today? Badoom. Oh, Lord, why do we have to have these awful people over for lunch today? He just uh, repeated what his dad said this morning. And the reason I read that this morning is this, is we're talking about family. We've been on the topic of relationships, and this morning I've, I've titled the sermon, All in the Family. All in the Family. You guys need to loosen up with me this morning. Do your hands like this. Everybody put a smile on your face. Daryl, I'm looking at you. You're not smiling, man. Smile. Smile real big and say, I love you, Chad. Say it again. Say, I love you, Chad. That was a fantastic joke that you told. Okay, all right. You don't have to say that. I know it was terrible. But anyway, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about family today. And, and so we're going to look at the importance of family and teaching our children why it's so important to follow the ways of the Lord. Not just our family, but, but if you're an individual this morning that's here and you don't have a family and, and, and all that stuff, and I want to just encourage you the importance of following the Lord and being obedient to the call that God's placed upon your life. You see, having a relationship with Jesus and understanding how important it is, not just for us, but understanding how important it is for our children to live a life of obedience but also to live a life of faithfulness to, to the one true only God, and His name is Yahweh. See, it's our job as, as moms and dads, and even as grandparents, to teach our children to live a life in obedience to God, to live a life of faithfulness to God, not only for our children, but it also for us as an adult, to understand the importance of being obedient to God's call. Because when we're obedient to God's call, the blessings of God will begin to flow. When we're obedient to God's call, when we are faithful to God's call, God begins to pour out His blessings upon our life. And it's our job as a mom and dad to teach our children, each child, each child that we have. We can't just assume that we, when we have one child that, and we teach that child that every other child that comes after that is going to know the Lord. We have to teach each and every child about the Lord. We have to teach each and every child about being obedient to the, to the faithfulness that God has called you to be obedient to. We have to teach every child. Why? Because every child is different. 
I can't expect my oldest child to teach my youngest child the ways of the Lord. That's my job. I can't expect my youngest child to know what my oldest son knows. It's my job to teach each child about God. It's my job to teach each child about the obedience that God is calling us to walk on. For us that have multiple children, it's important to understand that we take time with each child and teach them about the Lord. About walking in His ways and be obedient to Him and being faithful to the call that God's called upon each and every one of us. Or each upon one of them. I saw a commercial once, and you probably saw this too, where this mom and dad, they have their first child, and they have somebody that come over to babysit because they're going out on a date or they're going somewhere. Where there was just this list of things that they needed for this babysitter to do. Why? Because it was their first child. Right? I mean, it was, they wanted to be careful and do everything right and make sure everything was covered and all of this stuff. And then it progressed in the commercial to where there was another child in the picture. Well, the second child, was, they didn't take so much precaution as they did with the first child. And then the third child come along and the babysitter came in the door and they were just like, listen, we don't care. You just do whatever you want to. And they walked out the door. And so you see that as we grow, as our children grow and we progress and our family begins to multiply, we need to make sure that our first child knows Jesus, but we also need to make sure that our middle child knows Jesus, and we also need to make sure that our other child knows Jesus, that none of our children go without knowing who Jesus is, that we can't leave it up to our Sunday school teachers or to our children's church workers or to our youth pastors. or We need to make sure that moms and dads, that we're doing the same thing at home, teaching our children in the ways of the Lord and how important it is to be obedient to God's call. Not just our children, but for us as well. And so every child is important. Every child needs to know and understand the ways of God. Sometimes we think that just because we teach one, that the other one's just going to learn it on their own. Well, that's not always the case. We need to make sure that we teach each and every child. Why? Because they're different. So here we are in the book of Deuteronomy this morning. And Moses is kind of teaching this generation. Moses has brought this generation around him. The generation is different now than what it was when he led them out of Egypt. It's a total different generation now. And so... Moses has got this group of people around him, and he's reiterating how important God's law is. He's talking about it. He's speaking it over these people. Why? Because this is a brand new generation. It's a brand new generation of people that that wasn't there or that was kids when they left Egypt. So there's, there's been some time that has passed from when they left Egypt to where they are right now in their life in, on this journey. And so Moses is taking time to teach them the ways of the law. Why? Because it's a whole generation. He didn't expect them to know what their moms and dads used to know years ago. But he took time for them to understand and he sat down and he began to teach about the law. Why? Because it was a different generation. He was talking about the promised land. He was talking about getting ready to go into the promised land because they really didn't know much about it. Why? Because they were a young generation. And so Moses is talking about what's about to happen, where where they're about to go. And so he's sitting down reminding them about God's promise. And so I stopped for a moment. I thought that's what God, that's the picture that God has called us as parents to do, to sit down and talk about the promises of God and talk about how important it is to teach our children, every child, 
about the promised land and about what God has called each and every one of us to do. He's teaching them important. Why? Because you have to understand this morning, the covenant that he made at Mount Sinai, this is a total different generation of people now. And so he's talking about the covenant of God. He's talking about God's promises. He's reiterating the promises of God and how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to uh, function in society in our life. He's teaching them the importance of connecting to God. He's teaching them about the covenant with God, that the covenant is this. The covenant of God is a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. It, it, it is this. It's when we are obedient to God, when we're, when we're called to do something and, and we're obedient to God and we're faithful to God, what happens is when we are faithful and obedient to God, God begins to pour out His blessings upon us. So it's a two-way street. We don't, just, we don't just receive blessings to receive blessings, but when we're obedient, when we're faithful to God, God pours out His blessings upon us. So He's teaching them. Guys, understand. We don't just do this just to be doing it, but we do it. Why? Because God's called us to be obedient. Why? Because I want you to live a long life. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to prosper. I want you to have the things that God has for us or for you. So he's teaching them how they're supposed to walk and how they're supposed to live. He didn't just go, well, learn it on your own, guys. Good luck. He says, I'm going to teach you the importance of God's law. You see, because here's the deal. Obedience and faith are two key factors to our success in God's kingdom. If we, do, if we want to be successful, if we want to be the person that God's called us to be, and not just be a, a pew sitter, but if we want to be successful in God's kingdom, two things that you have to have. Number one is obedience, and number two is faithfulness. That's what every Christian is called to have in their life. Obedience and faithfulness. You see, obedience and faith, are, those are the two key factors in God's kingdom. If we want to see our children grow, if we want to see our life grow, if we want to see our family's life grow, then we must be obedient to the teachings of God's Word. You see, this covenant that Moses was talking about, you see, this covenant goes all the way back to Abraham. Think about that. Gener hundreds of generations later, they're still talking about the covenant. They're still talking about God's promises. God's promises that started with Abraham way back in the day. Moses is talking about that promise and he's talking about that covenant now. So it, it, it's generation. So it's generation after generation after generation. You see how it flows. It started with Abraham and now before they go into the promised land, Moses is talking about the covenant. He's saying, guys, listen, I want you to understand how important it is to live this way. Why? Because if we live this way, we will have a long, prosperous life. Your children will be, will be fruitful. You will be fruitful. You will have blessings upon God. Why? Because you're, you're choosing to live a certain way. You're just not out there doing it. You're, just, you're doing it. Why? Because God has called you to live that way. So it's a covenant that goes all the way back to, to Abraham. But also, not only Abraham, it didn't stop with just Abraham. It went to Isaac. And then it also went to Jacob. The covenant goes from generation to generation. Do you know what I want in my life? Is I want my, the, the covenant of God, the spirit of God, not just to start with me, but I want it to flow to my children. But I don't want it to stop there. I want it to, to flow to my grandchildren. 
but then I want it to flow to my great-grandchildren. I want it to keep going, but it starts with me introducing them about the word and teaching them how to live if that generation is going to continue to go. I can't just expect them to go, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yay, we have to teach them. We have to talk about it. We have to introduce them to what God's word is all about in our life. Why? Because somebody did it to you. Somebody talked about Jesus to you, whether it be in a Sunday school class or where somebody, but for some of us, it started at home. Our parents taught us how to live. This is what we're supposed to do. This is how we're supposed to live. And so Moses is talking about this covenant to this generation. So Genesis chapter 28, it says this. It says, And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have, what's the next word? Because you've obeyed my voice. The generations that come after you, they're going to be blessed. Why? Because you obeyed my voice. You were, you, were lit, not, you were not just listening to me, but you were actually doing what I, what I called you to do. So the generations that come after us are going to be blessed. Why? Because of our obedience to God. Daniel chapter 4, verses 3 says this. It says, How great are His signs! How mighty His, wonderful, uh, his wonders! His kingdom is everlasting, and His dominion endures from generation to generation. It never stops. It keeps going generation to generation to generation. So it's important for us to understand, listen, not just for, for parents, but as us as individuals, how important it is for us to live that life that God's called us to live. You see, Moses is gathering these people around him. And he's, he's beginning to talk about God. He's beginning to teach about God's way and how they're supposed to live. Why? Because you have to understand they're coming to the end of their 40-year travel in the desert. They're coming to the end of it. They're about to go into the promised land. There's some other things that have to take place, but they're about to go into the promised land. They're on the verge of taking what God has promised them, and they're about to experience it, finally. They're about to go into the promised land, this place that God has talked about. They're about to enter into that time. So Moses is telling him, hey guys, listen, you need to understand. You need to live this way. You need to act this way. Listen, because you're... you're your area is going to change. You're, you're leaving the desert, but you're going into the promised land. But this is what he's telling them. Live in the promised land the way that you lived in the desert. Live, don't, don't change anything, but be the person that you are. Be a godly person in the desert when you get to the promised land. Let it continue on. Don't, don't forget about God, but keep living what God has called you to live. Keep being obedient to God's calling. Just because you now have received the promise doesn't mean that you stop being obedient. It doesn't mean that you turn off your ears and stop listening. It means that you keep going on. Why? Because you want that promise to continue on from generation to generation to generation. So he's telling them, guys, listen, make sure that you are living this way. Make sure that you're applying it to your life every single day because God has incredible things for us. Why? Because they're going to see some things in this new place that they've never seen before. They're going to see, they're going to face things they've never faced before. They're going to see things they've never seen before. They're, they're going to encounter things that they've never encountered before. But Moses was reminding them, guys, don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus just because you're changing to another location. You see, my, my, my daughter in August is going to be leaving to go off to school. <laughs> I know, just go ahead and weep with me. It's okay. She's going to be leaving to go to a, to a school in Mobile. 
And you know what my prayer is? Everything that I've taught her, everything that we have taught her, everything that she's learned will, will keep her when she's, in another, when she's in another place. You see why? Because her atmosphere is going to change. She's going to be faced with teachers that don't believe the word, that don't teach the word, that comes against the word. She's going to hear all of this stuff when she's at another university. Not that she doesn't hear it now, but it's going to be different. Mom and dad's not going to be around her anymore. She's not going to come home every single day and us see her face. So she's moving to another location. So my prayer is whatever we have taught her up to this point will carry her over that she will live the exact same way that she lived here. That she doesn't change just because her surroundings are different, just because her teachings are different, but it's important for us to understand that she's changing to another place. To live how God wants you to live there just like you lived here. That's what God's called us all to do. Just because your location changes, just because your location will change tomorrow, your location will change tomorrow when you go to work. You're not going to be around a bunch of worshiping people. You're going to be around some heathens, right? You're going to be around some people that takes God's name in vain. They're going to be talking about some nasty stuff. You're going to be in that location. But remember, live here, live it that way there like you live it here. Don't, let your, don't allow your location to change how you worship. Don't allow your location to interfere with what God's wanting to do in your life. You're like, well, pastor, that's easy for you to say. You're right, it is. But that's what God called, is calling us to live. Just because our location changes doesn't mean that God, that, that we can't live that way, the way that we worship in here on Sundays. That's what God's calling us to do. And so Moses was getting them to understand, guys, you're going into the promised land. You're about to experience some cool things that you've never experienced before. But don't change how you live. Keep living the way that God's called you to live. So why do we teach? Why do we correct our children? Why do we love them? Why do we instruct them in the ways of the Lord? So, the, so they will understand the importance of having a relationship with God. Because one day, they're going to be looking for a spouse. And you want your child or your daughter to look for someone who loves God more than he loves them. So it's our job to live that in front of them, to teach them that one day that's going to change. You're going to have a spouse. You're going to be married. You're going to have a husband or a wife. And the important thing is this. Do they serve the Lord? Do they? But why? Because you want your children to know the Lord, but you also want them to have children that knows the Lord. Because it's so important for us to teach and to instruct and, and sometimes even correct when it's not easy to do. God, listen, we, I get corrected all the time, not just by my, my family, but by God. And sometimes it's not easy, but I need correction. Amen? That's, you really didn't have to say amen there, but I appreciate that. We all need correction. In our life. And so it's our job to teach and to correct and one the things that God has for us to do. So I say all that to, to get to Deuter Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, says this. It says, These are the commands, the decrees, and the laws of the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you're crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all the decrees and commands that I, had, that I give you. And so that you may know and enjoy a long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. 
So he's teaching them, guys, it's important to understand how, you're, how you live and how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to do things in your life. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God will bring you out of the land that He swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities that you did not build. Houses filled with all kind of good things that you did not provide. Wells that you did not dig and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He says, I'm taking you to a new place. You are going to get to enjoy things that you haven't even worked for. That you haven't even touched. Why? Because if you live this way, it is promised to you. And if we live how God's called us to live, it is a promise from God that we get to enjoy the things that God has for us. If we want a strong family, if we want a healthy family, if we want a godly family, if we want to see the blessings of God in our family, then we are called to obey the word of God. We're supposed to live it and to teach it in our lives and don't forget about what God's done. That's what God's called us to do. So number one, the first thing that I see in the scripture is this. Number one, teach and obey God's word. Teach and obey God's word. Obedience and faithfulness are the two things that leads us to receive God's blessings for us. Our obedience, listen, our obedience leads to God's blessings. It's a good place to say amen this morning. Our obedience leads to God's blessings. When we obey when we step forward and do the things that God has called us to do in our life, then the Bible says that I will bless you. I will bless you. I will take care of you. I will do the things that I have promised to you when we are obedient to the voice of God. If we want to enjoy the promises, if we want to have God's blessings, then it starts with teaching and obeying His Word. That's not just for us, us, us adults but it says our children as well. So verses 1 through 3 says this. It says, These are the commands, the decrees, and the law of your Lord that, that God directed me, what's the next word? To teach you. To observe in the land that you're crossing in the Jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all the decrees and commands that I give you. And so that you may enjoy a long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey. So that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey. Just as the Lord has promised you. Teach and obey. Say it with me this morning. Teach and obey. Say it one more time. Teach and obey. That's what God's called each and every one of us to do. Not just our children but our grandchildren, and also for those that have great-grandchildren. But you and I are supposed to walk in that way as well. Teach 
and obey. That's what Moses was telling this generation of people. Why? Because they didn't know about the promised land. They probably, maybe they've heard it in passing, but, but maybe they didn't really understand what was about to take place. So Moses is teaching them, guys, teach, li- listen to me, but obey God's command. Get the mental picture with me this morning. Moses has got this, get, this people around him, and he's teaching them what it takes to receive God's blessings. So I thought about it this way. Think about it, that those that have children in your life that still live at home, that you and your wife bring your children into the room and you look at them and you say, hey guys, mom and dad's got a great idea. We're going to take you on a trip. We're going to take you to a place that is so fun that, you've, that you're just going to be blown away. You, 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 you can't even imagine how great and wonderful this place is going to be. But before we go, here's a list of things that we need you to take care of throughout this week. You got the picture? Here's a list of things that we want you to take care of before we get to go and enjoy this, this wonderful trip. So we give the list to our children, and they just go bonkers, right? They're knocking it out here and there. Woo, we're excited. We can't wait to go to wherever it is that you're going to take them. But somewhere along the week, that excitement begins to wear off. They begin to fight back and forth. They begin to get tired. They begin to want to wait until the end of the week to be able to do what you called them to do already. So they're fighting and they're murmuring and so nothing is getting done. So the day that we're supposed to leave to go on vacation, our kids have already packed. They're ready to go. They're excited. They run in. Let's go, mom and dad. Hold on a minute, guys. Hold on. Wait a minute. Before we get to go enjoy the fun and have fun, what did I tell you to do? What did we tell you to do? Well, you told us to do this and knock out this list. And have you done it? Well, we've done some of it. That's not what I ask you. Did you knock off everything in the list? Well, no, sir. No, ma'am, we, we did not. Well, guess what? Now we're not going to get to go have fun. And you know why? Because you didn't obey what we told you to do. You didn't obey what we told you to do. But dad, but mom, what did... Hold on. What was the deal? We would take you to have fun if you would do this. They didn't do it, so they don't get to go have fun now. So understand, that's what God's calling us. That's, that's the, way, the picture that we need to have it this morning. Are we doing what God's called us to do? Are we living the way that God's called us to live? Because when the end comes, we can't just expect God to let us into heaven just because we've done a few things. You see, we're not going to get to go have fun and enjoy the promised land. Why? Because we lived in disobedience in this side. So we don't get to go have fun. You see, in in America today, we want God's blessings in our life, but we don't want to live in obedience to His Word. Amen, Pastor. That was really good. We want God's blessings. We want to see our children grow and flourish, but we don't want to obey His Word. So how do we expect to get to enjoy the blessings of God if we live in disobedience to His Word? That's the mental picture that God gave me, and it made so much sense to me. But God, I did this. But God, I did that. But God, I did this. But He says, hold on, no, 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 hold on. Did you, did you live the way that I called you to live? Eh, kind of. Did you do a sort of? There's no kind of sort of. God said, live this way and you will receive the blessings that he has for us. So 
I, I, I want to live how God's called me to live so that I could receive the blessings that God has for me. But also to teach my children for them to understand why I live the way I live. Why I do the things that I do. Why? Because one day it's going to transfer to them and they're going to raise their children. And I hope and pray to the Lord above that they raise them in a godly home. Because of what they've learned in my house. Now, I, we have not always been perfect. We haven't done, always done the right thing. And, and I, so please don't, don't understand, misunderstand me. We've messed up. We've a lot. But we try to teach our children, guys, it's important to do this. It's important to do that. So to teach and to obey the things that God has for us in our life. Our kids are going to get mad, right? But dad, oh, come on. Oh, don't get, don't, there's no reason to get mad at me because I asked you to do it, but you chose not to do it. But God, why can't I go to heaven? Why, but God, why can't I do this? God's like, well, there's no reason to get mad at me. I gave you how you're supposed to live, but you chose not to. So teach and obey our children how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to walk in our life. Moses instructed them. He says, guys, this is how you're supposed to live. This is how you're supposed to teach your children in their life. Number two is this. Talk about His Word. Talk about His Word. Teach and obey your children how they're supposed to live. But also talk about His Word. Verses 4-9 through nine says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then he says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorpost of your houses and your gates. So guys, understand this morning, God says to talk about the Word to your children. Let the Word be in your house. Let your house be a house of prayer. Why? Because it's teaching them how you're supposed to live. That's what God says. That's what Moses is saying. Let it talk about it. Talk about God's goodness. Talk about God's faithfulness. Talk about Scripture. I thought about this. When was the last time for us that have young kids, when was the last time that we sat down with them and said, hey, tell mom or tell dad what you talked about in kids' church today? When was the last time that we sat down with them and just read the Bible to them or spoke a word over their life? It's important. Why? Because you're applying the word to their life. Why? Because that's the only thing that's going to help them overcome situations and circumstances in their life by the word of God. When Jesus was tempted by the enemy, what did he do? He talked the word. He brought up the word. It helped him in being when he was tempted because he, speak, he spoke the word over the situation. So our jobs as moms and dads and grandparents and as, as single adults, we're supposed to apply the word to our life. Talk about it in our home. Talk about it at work. Why? Because that's what God says. And I know that sometimes can be difficult to do, but that's what his word says. To talk about it, to write it on your door frames, to do all these things. Why? Because that's what he says. You see, our children are impressionable. They're like Play-Doh in our hands. 
And God has given us the opportunity to, to build them and to make them with his help in our life. Talk about his faithfulness. But not only that, talk about his goodness. But also talk about the bad times sometimes. Because it's in the bad times that they see you and how you live and how you respond to the bad times that when they face bad times, they'll remember, oh, man, I, I remember when mom did this. Or I remember when dad got on his knees and began to pray about the situation that was over their life. They remember that. Why? Because they're impressionable. The, the story that I read earlier about the little boy that prayed over the lunch, he heard what his father said and he repeated what his dad said. How many times have our children repeated things that we didn't want them to repeat because we said something in front of them? You're like, whoa, bud, where, where did you hear that? Dad, you said it. Oh, that's right, I did. Sorry. They're impressionable. We're supposed to teach them and to help them to grow into the people that God's called, us to, called them to be. Miss Karen, I want to ask you to come up this morning, if you would. Psalms chapter 119, verses 105 says this. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. His word helps me to stay straight. His word lights up my path when it gets dark. His word is what I lean on when things are not going so great in my life. His word, to lean on Him when things are not great. Joshua chapter 24, verses 15 says this. He says, Joshua says, but for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. So this is what's going to happen in this household as long as you live here. Proverbs 3, verses 3 said this. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Proverbs 6, verse 21. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. Hebrews chapter 8 verses 10 says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Talk about the word to your children. See, recently we had a really cool blessing that, that came our way. And my daughter would... They was at home when it happened. And so there was a moment where I didn't really want to discuss what happened before we received that cool thing. But Teresa looked at me and she says, hey, you need to, you need to tell her. Just tell her. So I, I brought her into the room and said, okay, listen. I want, you, I want to tell you the story that led up to this. Okay, this is what happened. This is what God placed on our hearts. And then later on, something happened really cool in our life. Why? Why did I teach her that? Why did I tell her that? For understand that when you're obedient to God, when you hear God say something to you, if you will step out in that moment and do what God's called you to do, man, you will see blessings after blessing after blessing in your life. So I thought, you know what? I just need to tell her. So I told her. Why? Because one day the Lord may impress on her heart to do something. And I want her to understand how important it is that when God impresses something on your heart, you need to step out and do it. Even though you don't feel like it or even though you're just like, I'm not, I'm not sure, just step out and do it. And I'm telling you, God will bless you. So in that moment, I said, I have to, I have to tell her, I have to teach her. Because that was a teaching moment, not only for me, but it was a teaching moment for her. So talk about it. Teach your children the word of God and how important it is in their life. And number three is this. The last thing is this, 
Don't forget about God. Don't forget about God. Verses 10 through 12 says this. It says, When the Lord your God brings you into the land, He swore to you, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to you a a land with large flourishing cities. And He says this, That you did not build. That you didn't build. Houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide. Wells that you did not dig or vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then you will eat and are satisfied. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt into the land. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord. They're going into the promised land. They're going to encounter things that they've never encountered before. They're going to see things they've never seen before. And Moses was telling them, hey guys, the reason why you get to enjoy this, the reason why you get to enjoy the vineyards that you didn't plant, that you get to enjoy the food that's in the house that you didn't provide, that you get to enjoy these big fortified cities that you didn't build, do you know why you get to enjoy them? It's because you were obedient over here. You were obedient in the desert, so now you get to enjoy the promised land. But he says this, but don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. Why did he say that? Because Israel constantly forgot about God's blessings. God would bless them and they begin to live a life that did not please God. And then they would have to repent and then God would bless them again. And then they'd have to repent and God would bless them again. That's how we live sometimes. But God says, don't forget about the Lord. When God blesses you, when God takes care of you, when God pours out His blessings upon you, remember this, don't forget about the one who blessed you. Because many times we start looking at the blessing and we stop living for the blesser because we're focused on the blessing. He says, don't forget about God. Don't forget about the one who brought you to the desert. Don't forget about the one who opened the Red Sea. Don't forget about the one who brought the the walls down in Jericho. Don't forget about that God. But the way you lived here, you get to enjoy all of this other stuff. Why? Because you were obedient. You were obedient. God blessed them. Well, they were supposed to be blessed, but but there were many of them that never entered in the promised land. Why? Because they chose not to. They chose how to live however they wanted to. Don't forget about God. You can stand with me this morning if you would. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 says this. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And I want you to repeat this after me this morning. And all these things will be added to me. All these things will be added to me. You see, I get to enjoy the blessing that God has for me when I live in obedience to his word. That's what he's called us to do. That's that's how the church is supposed to operate. Malachi chapter 3 verses 10 says this. It says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is time 
until there's no more need. Until there's no more need, God just keeps blessing us when we're faithful and live obedience to Him. God's called us, don't forget about God. He's called us to talk about His Word, and He's called us to teach it and to obey the Word in front of our children. Family. Relationships. God started it. God wants to see it flourish. He wants to see your family grow. He wants to see your family fruitful. He wants to see your family prosperous. He wants to see your family live a long life. But it starts with obedience and following His Word. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank You for this day. God, I thank You for Your Word. God, I thank You for Your blessings. God, I thank You for the very things that, God, we get to enjoy just because of our obedience. So God, my heart cry today is this for every family, for every adult, man, woman, boy or girl, our our kids and the youth, our children in children's church today, our little ones in, in their class today. God, I want to see blessings upon their life. I want to see them flourish. God, I want to see your hand direct them and to walk in your ways, God. But God, it begins with us as moms and dads and people and parents and teachers and pastors to live it out in front of them, to teach them the importance of obeying his word. So God, I pray today that you would remind each and every one of us, God, of the blessings that we've received in our life. Just because of our simple obedience. God, we've seen your hand move. We've seen your hand work. We've seen your hand provide, God, in ways that we never thought that you would or that you could. But God, when you promise something to us, you always come through. The promises are yes and amen. And you've called us to live that way. So God, I pray today as we leave this place, moms and dads will be encouraged how important it is to to live that life in front of their children, but also to teach them the ways of the Lord. God, we thank you The privilege and the honor that we've been given to be a parent is incredible. But God, sometimes it's the hardest job on this earth to teach our children, to correct them, to love them. Not just to teach one, but to teach all of them how important it is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray today, God, that their family would be blessed and flourish and would be prosperous in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. And amen. God bless. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.